Hello everyone, this is your host KK. I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First. It's available on Amazon.com. I'm putting the link in the show notes. Click the link, grab your copy today. There is a free gift for everyone inside the book. May I also request you to please leave me a review. That would mean the world to me. Thank you so much. Imagine celebrating your success going on holidays, having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones. Unfortunately, most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year. But what is it that makes others succeed? I'm your host, Tajal Khurana. Call me KK. Join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest, rejuvenate, recharge and be Bonfire Entrepreneurs. Hello and welcome to Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs with your host Kajal Khurana. You can call me KK. And our amazing guest today has made a lot of people rich and happy with good relationships. He launched and relaunched a lot of businesses before branding was a buzzword and work with murky depths of family businesses. And he is Kenny Mamarella de Cruz. Hello and welcome to our show, Kenny. Thank you and congratulations on pronouncing such a complicated <laughs> name. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I hope I no, said it, it correctly. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Per- serves me right for having a complicated name. I'm glad I could. <laughs> Well, Kelly, it's so nice to have you here with us. I have read your intro. You have a lot of experience and I'm sure our audience are going to learn a lot from today's episode. So before I start asking you questions, please share with our audience about your journey, who Kenny is and what your journey has been. Wow, that's a loaded question. Not quite sure where to start. I guess with COVID-19 and the lockdown, it takes me back to when I was a child. My parents were born in East Africa. So I'm officially a refugee from Uganda. And we were on the Idi Amin Secret Service death list. We were followed and bugged and we went into hiding, ended up in refugee camps in England. My parents have lived in Wales all their life. My father is the first Goan mayor in the UK, and he got smuggled to Italy. He ran three refugee camps there. And what do you call it? Where people stop eating like a starvation protest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then I was born, uh, brought up in a small town in South Wales. And I would say that the thread in my life, over and above all the dramas, has been community in Africa. We were a small going community, a small Catholic community in Wales after refugee camps. Again, it was a small community, an impoverished part of Europe, West Wales. And there were real community values of caring and sharing. And since then, I've lived in Sydney, where I started social community. I've lived in Fiji, where I've worked with very small caring, sharing communities. 
I've started business communities, men's groups in the UK. And for me, the key to the business is good relationships. It's taking care of the people that we work with, mm-hmm. that we work for, mm-hmm. and, and that supply us. And for me, the richness of community, of being able to communicate and share and know what's really going on, relatively transparent and non-hierarchical, is the modern way to move forward. And it seems to make a lot of money too. Right. Cool. So please, I mean, you touched a very interesting point there, human touch, right, about business. So talk to us more about that. How is it, How much is it important to have that kind of human relationship in your business? The weird thing is I studied business and I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed mm-hmm. economics. I enjoyed the history of it. But the buzz for me was something, I'm 55 now, so I went into uh, studying marketing and publicity in the early to mid-80s, and PR had only just started. Branding wasn't such a thing, Mm -hmm. but I heard it call my name, and it was all about the personality of the business, and it's the personality of the business that people had a relationship with. Behind that, it was all about what are the values of the business, what's the purpose of the business, and how can the business stay in alignment with itself, represent itself properly to the world, and enter into a dance of satisfying needs and listening and responding. So strangely, I loved design. I loved the use of shape and color and words and typography made me very excited. Mm -hmm. Um, I launched a lot of businesses totally across the board from the redesign and relaunch of Maxi Muscle, which is a big international brand to do with fitness and things like that. IBM into home working and stuff, as well as so many small businesses from catering companies. I was in the music business, entertainment, food. But the thing that they all had in common is I needed to know who is the market and what do they feel and what do they need and how do they need to relate to the supplier, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And from there, I gave them what they wanted. It's almost like communicating in their own language. And the businesses were successful. But the strange thing that I noticed is a lot of my clients would talk quite personally about their lives or the issues in the business. And the strange thing is the ones that talked about themselves and their personal issues, their business issues, as we talked, things fell into place. They understood what was going on, what, what was the true drama in hand, what the belief system was behind that drama, and the stories that kept repeating. Mm. And as they named them and things fell into place, these businesses did very well very quickly. It's ridiculous how well. And it took me a while to notice this because I just thought, well, that's a bit woo-woo, that's a bit strange, what an interesting coincidence, until I realized that a business without the issues that, did, that limit and dictate its success and its journey is a free business to really move forward. I realized that the journey of a business is an extension of the journey of the individual or the family who own the business. So get that in alignment 
and the sky's the limit for the business. If that's not in alignment, if within the family there's a history of betrayal or being fearful of being too big and getting out of control or some sort of paranoia that someone's going to steal the business because of something that happened personally, then that's going to play out or the business will unconsciously play small enough to make sure that doesn't happen. So it's finding out the belief systems, the cycles and the story of the business over history of the business and the people who run it and nipping that in the bud, turning that around and setting it free. That's so interesting, you know, about uh, beliefs and mindset. So what difference have you seen now? You have been working in this industry for so long. What difference have you seen um, between older generation and the younger generation? I know we spoke about this behind the scenes a bit. Touch on that. Like what, how is it different now? And how easy it is for the older generation to adapt the new trends of marketing or doing business? Sadly, it's not that easy for the older generation. And I believe it's because the way that the head's wired is just quite different because now it's so linear and it's so in order with computers, the information that's available to the younger generation that they get, know where to look for, can respond to and change things so quickly is phenomenal. It's so quick. Where the older generation were more, we have an idea. We know there's a need for this. We'll market it, we'll sell it, and we'll just sell what, what it is that we've got, where the, genera- the younger generation can turn things on a dime so quickly. It's actually, this has changed. This is happening with the market. These are the trends. Let's try this. Let's do this little bit of research and update very, very quickly. So it's almost gone from mental and from linear mental and physical into more emotional and listening and then into the mental and the physical. The older generation typically had one powerful person at the top mm-hmm. who would build the team, call the shots, and would really demonstrate positive, powerful leadership. And this person would be the one that keeps everyone consciously or unconsciously emotionally safe. And they would look at the daddy for everything. And it worked. It worked an absolute treat. That was the way of the old days. Now, as I found my family businesses have passed it down to their sons and daughters, their way of thinking and their way of operating is a lot more feminine in that they have the masculine aspects of leadership and moving things forward, but they listen more and there's a lot more information to listen to rather than moving forward with action and reaction to what's going on. The younger generation can evaluate information that comes very, very quickly and respond rather than react and try a little something, A-B testing online, whatever, try a little something, this has worked, this hasn't worked, how shall we go? The strange thing is as businesses have passed from one generation to the other, it's that emotional insecurity in the middle that's needed to be managed more than anything because both generations are right. The world and the marketplace have changed. But now we need to respond to this change. So if the people have every intention of being self-empowered 
and having a say and being heard and it's more transparent and less hierarchical, to suddenly change that can be very, very insecure because they're used to being told, they're used to being held, they're used to these big decisions being made up top and they're just say further down. So building that bridge from the old ways to the new ways has been a lot of skills to be learned from both generations and also a lot of understanding of opening up to these new ways and testing, sharing their tools and really testing and explaining rather than expecting the older generation to get it. Mm -hmm. The younger generation just get it because they use the computers and it all happened so quickly. The older generation need it explained, but the older generation know the bigger cycles and can see the bottom line and can see from their experience what might go wrong. So it's pulling the two together while the older leave and the younger step up with as few dramas as possible. And for <laughs> me, the dramas are important because yeah. there's gold in those hills. It's about understanding where they're coming from, what's happening behind the scenes, more than anything, what are the needs and strengths of the individuals? And it's breaking things down into roles rather than jobs. And with roles, people can work a lot more better and can share and support each other. There's a fundamental change maker book called Reinventing Organizations that describes very, very successful businesses totally across the world, mm -hmm. where it goes from hierarchical to non-hierarchical, from masculine to both masculine and feminine, transparency, self-managing, etc. Phenomenal and very difficult to manage at times. I really like the part where you mentioned moving from roles and responsibilities to jobs to roles and responsibilities, which was amazing. What is your take on shiny object syndrome? As much as the new generation is open to new ideas and trying and testing, don't you think somewhere there are also a lot of overwhelming options which are confusing for younger generation? The strange thing is so many of the young men that I started working with a few years ago, in their generation, everyone and everything was a superhero. There was Harry Potter. They were all the superhero movies. And as kids, you know, from boarding school with their friends, this is who they thought they should be. These were their role models. So from that age, it's, I need to be special. I need to be famous. I need to have money and muscles and superpower and for everyone to adore me. Hence Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so it is very strange how these younger generation people can kind of almost on the dark side of this feel, who do I need to be in order to be acceptable? in order to be connected with, in order to be respected, and in order to have my needs met. And this is on the outside. This is almost like an am I? Am I clever enough? Am I courageous enough? Am I good enough? Am I going to be found out? Am I going to be humiliated? Am I going to be abandoned? Am I going to be adored? And all of this is giving the power to the outsiders. Am I? No. What I teach them in their, in their maturity is to come from I am. Who are you really? What are your values? What are your needs? What's your purpose? 
who do you no longer need to be? And as they get in alignment with themselves, then they know how to be themselves and connect with other people from their being and be good enough to connect now. When people come from am I, and it's all about the fantasies and the, and the shiny objects, it excludes them from their own lives and businesses, and they're not available to have relationships with. They're too busy trying to be good enough. So true. Be good enough and connect now, because so the world loves the twinkle in your eye more than the bling. And the twinkle in the eye comes from I am, and from the light that every individual can shine when in alignment with who they are. And I would say my biggest word is getting them in alignment. Then everything falls into place. Doors open, connections are made magically. The right people, coincidences, signs and temptations are attracted. So be yourself and be attractive rather than pretending to be someone else and chasing it. So true. It's so powerful, you know, being authentic is so important. And I really loved what you said, rather than looking outside, go inside, you know, you need to do some inner engineering, you know, to find out exactly. who you are, <laughs> exactly what you want to do, you know, what is the purpose of your life? That's so amazing. And then universe conspires everything, you know, you can manifest whatever you want to. Yeah. So amazing. So tell me. Can I get deeper with this? Yes, please. Mind if I get deeper with this bit? (laughs) So, um, what I found out, and this is a little bit kind of alternative, I guess, is people get to know very quickly what their stories are. And then their stories begin to own them. It's the same old story with pretty much the same characters that keep repeating like Groundhog Day and the same characters maybe in different forms come and go and that just goes on and on. Once people know their story and they can see that they're on a hamster wheel, they've got all the information, but then comes the part of how do I change this story? So what I do with people, and this is incredibly efficient, but it's a little bit strange initially, is... I speak to different parts of them. And very often what I find is they have a protecting part. And this part's job is to protect them, keep keep them safe, and let them survive. And generally, this part owns a life. And the life is about being saved. It's It's not about living and thriving and loving life. It's simply about survival and safety. Mm-hmm. then I get to speak once I've heard that part when it showed up in their life what its job is what's going on etc etc which is quite a shock because it's never really been seen then I get to speak to the part of them that is ready to move the life forward but has never really been given the space or the voice to be heard mm-hmm. and when I put the two together then they know how to work safely growing and moving forward because all the skills that the protector has of second-guessing and looking for trouble and recreating trouble to survive because it knows how to do that, all those skills are given to the part of them that will move things forward in the world, in their business, in their life. So they're armed with this information, and there is the part that is programmed for success and to really take part with the information from the protector, but the protector becomes like a scout looking ahead for danger and providing the information so that person's informed. So that is literally inner engineering, as you put it earlier on. 
because it's the internal workings of someone. And when someone inside is capable of this, then that person can move on. And as you say, you know, as I said earlier, the spark in someone's eye, as this men part or adult part or able woman part shows up in their lives, then it's no longer a life of survival, keeping a child safe. But then there's access to the magical child that can follow intuition, that can feel their way forward, that's connected to nature, connected to being, connected to God or love or whatever it is you want to call it. And with that alignment, life suddenly becomes magical and they're invincible. So true. And it's so beautiful. I can listen to this for hours and hours because I feel so connected. It's awesome. How willing are people to do this kind of work, you know? How, because I know some people don't want to. Sometimes it's scary. Yeah. Sometimes negative emotions prop up, you know, when you're trying to clean the vessel. That's what I tell my clients. Yeah. When you are trying to clean your internal uh, emotions or fears or something, there will be turbulence, slight turbulence. So how, yeah. how, how, what's your take on it? How willing are people to do this kind of work? I would say there are three types of people. There are the types who see their friends, maybe they were in boarding school together or uni or working for whatever corporation, and they see their friends and they say, you've changed and your life seems to have taken off. What's going on? What's happened? And they're the ones that'll say, oh, you need to meet Kenny. And they don't tell them what's going to happen. They probably don't know what's going to happen, but they will buy success and they will do or undo what's necessary for, for success. And it's almost a done deal because they've seen it in people that they know. They know how they were, they know how they are, and that's what they want to buy, which is the outcome, not right. necessarily the journey. And my thing is I want people to be empowered rather than give their power to me. I love people who are ready to do the work and turn it around and move on. Otherwise, we get into a codependent parasitic relationship and nothing could bore me more. The second type of people are the ones that have come to a crossroads and either their business is in danger or their health is in danger or their relationships in danger and something's up and to an extent they have no choice but to do something now and it's a shame that that's what it takes before they'll do some work mm -hmm. but they will do what it takes in order for things to turn around and some of them might have tried everything else some of them might have not really tried anything apart from, you know, the normal fix-it things from their heads. But when they're in danger and they know it's time for something to be fixed, then they'll show up and will do some intense work and turn it around. And the third type are very, very unexpected. It could be powerful business people from, I don't know, Eaton and Oxbridge, who you would never imagine would do anything like this. But there's something in them that says there's more mm. or I've outgrown my life or very, very often I have everything crossed off my list. I have the perfect relationships, the perfect business, my wife, my children, my money, my fame, my fortune. I've got everything. But why do I feel empty? Where's the space for me? Why am I doing this? 
Not only that, I'm not allowed to feel empty because everyone wants what I've got. So I'm not even allowed this. I shouldn't even be thinking or feeling this. Then they show up and say, right, now it's my turn. And these are the people who really step into their being beyond their doing. And I feel incredibly lucky that I've been around so many of these people because otherwise I might be on that wild goose chase that's kind of, it's not empty at the end, but it's not where it's at. And for a person to be working in alignment with themselves, stepping into their power and empowering others, having a sense of real purpose and passion, now that is a happy, connected person who's got it right. Otherwise, yeah, and that's the kind of stuff that money simply can't buy. buy. Absolutely. You nailed it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, it resonates so much with me, probably because I, I do the same kind of work. So I'm happy listening to all these things. Uh, well, Excellent. Kenny, we don't have too much time. So what's one piece of advice you would like to give entrepreneurs? to survive in their business or to move forward while they are in alignment with themselves? Three questions. First question, (laughs) whatever is going on, whatever's going on right now, whatever's going on now may not be what it's about. Take a deep breath, follow the feeling back and you'll know what's being triggered. Take care of that and the drama in hand will probably resolve itself. Second thing is right here and right now, whatever it is that you're thinking about yourself, ask yourself, is it true? Is it true right now or is it something from the past? So get up to date with what's true, get up to date with what's no longer true and get up to date with who you really are rather than who you used to be or needed to be. And the third one is know all the peaks, the times when you shined in your life, the times when you felt proud, you felt elated, your heart opened, you felt connected, you did so well that the world was just yours and filled with joy. Know those peaks and build on those peaks because that's who you really are. Awesome. What are your secrets? What are the things you follow? Like, do you have a morning routine or some kind of discipline, which, um, you know, which can help others as well? I'm too lazy and rebellious for that. (laughs) I don't believe that. I don't buy that. (laughs) I used to run marathons. I used to walk so much, you know, I'd have meetings in the forest and on the phone and But since the coronavirus, it's been a very, very different life. And since the coronavirus, I've put on groups every day so people can check in and talk about what's going on. And I would say the secret for me is to know what's going on in my head and talk it out so it's no longer in my head. I've never solved anything in my head. But when it's out in front of me, I can see what's going on and I can make sense of it. And I can hear it and other people can learn from it as I learn from other people's stories. So it's speaking it out and sharing it and bringing it into the world. And what's most important for me is to bring my heart and soul into this world because I have had to admit that I am on the earth and I have to do the earth curriculum 
So it's get grounded and get real and take part with an open heart. That's so awesome. And I'm quite surprised because just yesterday on my Facebook, I posted three things where you can stay connected. And one of it was like sitting with yourself and letting your thoughts come out of your system because your thoughts need space. Let them be in the universe rather than struggling and fighting within. So I'm glad you said that. It's awesome. So there is a secret, (laughs) right? So Kenny, tell our (laughs) listeners. See guys, this is what I said yesterday. If if you're listening to the episode and you read my post, uh, I said exactly the same thing. Do not try to fight with your thoughts. Let them come out. Our thoughts also need some space. Leave them in universe, you know. It's amazing. So can you please tell our listeners where can they find you? So my main website is themanwhisperer.co.uk. And I also train people, communication, how to hold groups. That's mensgroups.co.uk. And I guess those are the main places. I'm sure I'm all over social media, but I don't know what they're called. Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> Instagram, LinkedIn. uh, You know, I guess if you, (laughs) no, I don't know what what I'm called on them. It could be Kenny the Man Whisperer. It could be Kenny Marmorelli. I don't know. I don't really have that much time for it. I I love people. I'm just not that great with computer. I think I'm the older generation. Or maybe (laughs) I'm falling through the gap. I don't know. (laughs) I think you're in between, but we need people like you. Trust me. The younger generation, especially the prime age entrepreneurs, I call them prime age because they are in between their 30 and 45. This is the prime age. They are yeah. trying to make you know things work and find their success as an entrepreneur. They are unhappy with their nine to five. They want to you know, become an entrepreneur. So these prime age entrepreneurs definitely need more experienced entrepreneurs like you who can guide us. I'm part of them who can guide us move uh, forward <laughs> in uh, our life. So I'm going to put all those uh, in our show description. So what I can do is I can copy paste your Facebook link and put it in the show description, your LinkedIn and IG. And please let me know, I mean, write your uh, websites in the chat so I can put them as well. Anybody who wants to get in touch with you can cool. just copy right. paste and uh, get in touch with you. Thank you so much. It was so much to learn from you and I think we need to have you again after a couple of months. I feel like we're peas in a pod. We seem to come from a very, very similar place. It's so good to hang out with you like this. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kenny. Thank you. And we will definitely have you once again, uh, maybe after a couple of months. Right. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know Fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose. Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.